Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we are revisiting all those amazing reality shows that only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us today as we delve even deeper into Secrets and Sisterhood, the Shadoas. I'm always going to get this wrong. Zosadas. You're going to have to say it from now on. So <laughs> why don't, never, why don't you just leave it at them. Secrets and Sisterhood? Secrets and Sisterhood is what it's going to have to be because I am <laughs> never going to get that correct ever. Zosadas. Yeah. Um, episode two, which is titled Secrets Revealed, which I feel like should actually just be the name of the show. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but before we delve into this, um, I have just the tiniest bit of house cleaning that I sent you the other day. Okay. Um, I think that we should offer a big possible congratulations to our girl Tinsley Mortimer. Oh, yeah. Um, who, based on her socials, is very serious and maybe engaged to a gentleman who is unnamed, who has three ch small children. Um, they're on a vacation together. She cropped out the kids' faces, but showed him. He's a, he's a handsome guy, looks a little younger than her. Um, in the Us Weekly article, there was nothing about him. On Reddit, people are claiming he's a widower. I don't know how valid that is, but um, I'm hoping that Tins has finally found her happily ever after. And yeah. I honestly think that she would probably make the best stepmother ever. Yes. Stepmom is where it's at. I feel yeah, like. like ever. Yeah. She's going to go with the, um, what's her face? Oh, you don't watch Selling Sunset. The Heather, no. the Heather Ray route. Yeah. Although I she do, had a baby of her own now, but she, she was stepmomming. Yeah, no, I think Tins is going to, I mean, maybe she'll use those eggs, but I think she'll throw herself into being a stepmom. And it, I hope he is a widower just for the sake of like, no, no like drama. She become these children's full-time mother, and I think that's what she's always wanted. And she looks incredibly happy in the pictures. So if you guys haven't seen them, have any interest, look up the Us Weekly article, or you can just go to her socials. I think yeah. it was Instagram that she posted it. Yeah, I think that's where I saw it too. So congrats, Tins. Yeah. Um, no, when you text messaged me about high society, I was wondering where that came from. And then I saw the picture on Instagram like two days later. <laughs> I just, I like gave you a reaction, but I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> Pictures didn't come through? No. I, I don't know why that's happening. I literally sent you a screenshot of the blurb in the article where it talks about Pajmir. I saw that, but I don't think it said, it's. it just said Mortimer previously engaged. And I was like, yeah, so... Oh, no. What I sent you was, and I will uh, show this for everyone. I will read aloud exactly what it says. I don't. I, I think I'm sure it's probably like an Android versus iPhone bullshit thing. Um, but I sent you the article and then almost immediately after sent you, oh my gosh, we text way too much. I'm having to like do a lot of scrolling. And I thought, oh, here we go. Um, I sent you the article and then I sent you a screenshot of Mortimer was previously married to Robert Livingston Topper Mortimer between 20... 22 and 2010. I mean, sorry, 2002 and 2010. She later dated Prince Kashmir and Constantine Marolis. I saw that. I saw the article snippet. I didn't see the article itself. Oh, so I was kind of okay. like, okay, that's her bio. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yes. I said to Meredith and said, whoever wrote this article obviously was a big fan of high society or that's where they did all their research for the article, I think. But I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. Are you ready? I am ready. I'm ready. Let's hit season, I mean, episode two. Yeah. So as Frank and I were saying before we started recording, this show feels very long as we were watching it. It is, it's an, it's an hour long show on Hulu. So it's what, 51 minutes? No, it's time? only 42 minutes. 
Is it real? Oh my god! It's it only feels... forty-two because I guarantee you that this show was originally slated for network. Okay, for it feels it feels so much longer than that, and I think it's because there are so many people, and we're learning so much about like their culture and the things that they celebrate that it feels like the note taking is really out of control. It feels so much longer than forty-one minutes. I am really proud of myself though because at this point I can recognize on sight and name five of the ten sisters. I, yeah, no, I can too. I, I can, can do too. Hamida, Shakur, Noor, Khadija, and Sadiqa. Those yeah. are the ones I can do. Yeah. Well, I think those are the ones we're going to see the most. And Rabia. And Rabia. See, Rabia, I, honestly, because she was barely in this one. I, it wasn't until the scenes from the next that I was like, oh, that's Rabia. But still, like, that's, I think those are the ones we're going to see the most. But I mean, when she was talking this episode, I had no fucking idea what her name was. Okay, so we'll get there, but there's also one of the other random numbered sisters shows up in this episode, and I gasped, and I was like, who's that? Like, yeah. I, she just hadn't been in the whole episode, and they tried to, like, sneak her into the background. Anyway, so we start this episode, and Shakur and Josh are walking around the lake. Um, I don't know whether it's Silver Lake. I don't know whether it's Toluca Lake. I don't know which lake in Los it's Angeles it is. A lake. Yeah, it's who knows? a lake. And my first note and question for you. Lake. This would make this a lot more interesting. <laughs> yeah. My first note and question for you in the scene is Has Shakur had a BBL? Interesting, because at the end of the episode, I think Hamida has had a BBL. She's my other contender. Yeah. She's my other contender. Um, I will have to pay more attention to Shakur because I wasn't like it was Hamida's that caught my attention at the end of the episode. There's just a very quick shot of her and Josh walking and you see them from the back. And I was kind of like, oh, I mean, I would not be surprised because I really feel like a, a lot of their vibe is wish Kardashians. Like they yeah. definitely think of themselves as like the Afghani Kardashians and so a BBL would would fit with that, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know, and maybe maybe it's natural. I don't know, but I just it stood out so to say. Um, so she and Josh are talking as they're walking around the lake about how they had a successful Eid celebration with her family, but that you know she knows her sisters are not fully on board with Josh right now because of everything that happened in their marriage and with his addiction. Um, and then he also says that he wants to like get the show on the road and have a baby and says, I wish you were pregnant right now. And she says that she wants to wait to have a baby until things it's weird. She said things are cool with the family. Like there was less family drama, not between her and her husband, mind you, which is who things should be cool with to have a baby. But like with the family, I also really need, and this was kind of my ongoing theme throughout the episode. I would need to know that, the, the details around this separation and divorce. Me like too. They have not told us when they first separated, how long he was a drug addict. Did he go to rehab? Um, did, you know, how long they've been back together? Like, these are the, all the facts I need to know to make a, a, a an educated opinion about this. <laughs> yeah. And something bad clearly happened given their reactions um, and the things that the sisters have to say about it later in the episode. Something untoward happened like i don't know whether it was financial i don't know whether there was violence or threatening but something there was a big tipping point 
with the their separation that really turned the siblings against him. Because it's yeah. all of them. It's, it's all, all of, them. of them. And she was devastated and her life was ruined. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, like you said, it could have been that he stole money to support his habit. It could have been he was cheating yeah. on her when he was high. It could have been any number of things. But it's not really fair to us as viewers to keep alluding to these horrible, th I mean, unless there's a big reveal somewhere later down the line, but I, I, at least give us a timeline. I know. How long were you broken up? I mean, broken up long enough to start <clears throat> divorce proceedings. So I don't, you know. Yeah. I will say I was proud that they're talking about, I, I appreciated this conversation because they're talking about how they're not on the most solid foundation yet. Like they're glad they're back together. Things are going well. But she says, like, you're you're still on a new path to sobriety. Like, I want to be more solid with you before we expand our family. Which and I, I, yeah, I appreciate that. And they, I, I, I liked that part of the honesty. I just wanted even more. Well, <laughs> and I wanted I, even more later. I like to give Shakur a big shout out this episode. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping this continues. She has completely dropped her, like, fronted persona. Yes. And accent and all of that. Like, she was very real. I feel like she was speaking the way she normally speaks. Um, she she dropped all of the pretense. And I, I really liked that. I mean, I felt like I was getting to see the real her as opposed to episode one when I felt like she was very performative. Yeah. And I, I think later when Josh comes back, I found that scene with him very touching later. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um. But they, you know, they sort of end this scene because Shakur says the sisters witnessed a lot of bad stuff. That's what she says. Um, and then it comes out that Khadijah is having this big dinner at her house. It's a sister dinner. They used to, I guess they used to do it a lot. And now they're doing it again. And Shakur invites Josh to sort of join the end of the sister dinner to sort of have a heart to heart face her sisters. And they joke that it's like a guillotine. And he says that he's game and he says, because I love you and that's all that matters and you're worth it, which is super sweet. Um, and they agree that the point of him showing up at the dinner is so that the sisters will have the opportunity to say what they're going to say and that they can all move forward together. Like they want to put it out in the open, which I really respect. That's hard to do. What interests me about this, and I'm literally just thinking of this right now, um, and it's probably because I've watched way too many episodes of Intervention in my life, but... Um, For real. If he was, I'm assuming he was in rehab, inpatient rehab, like they would have had family therapy. Like I'm shocked that this all wasn't hashed out then. Maybe that's when they were separated though. Maybe? Like maybe they separated. He was still an addict. And then while they were apart, he went to rehab and like got some help and then came back and was atoning. And she was kind of like, oh, you're, an, you're a different person now. This is who I fell in love with. Maybe well, I'm with the family. But, I mean, wouldn't it be nice to fucking know? Like, because we don't know. Like, we don't know if they were still together when he went to rehab or broke up. Like, those are the things I want to know. Yeah. No, it's true. Anything else on Shakur and Josh? No, I'm ready to go straight to the NoHo Bazaar. Uh, me too. Me too. So, so we join NoHo Bazaar. North Hollywood. Um, it is an Indian halal grocery and obviously in North Hollywood. Um, and I was really kind of surprised that it was Indian because I thought that most Indians were Hindu, but I looked it up and actually there is a large Muslim population in India and that's why they would have a halal grocery. Huh. I just want to go there. It looked yeah, awesome. Yeah, it looked delicious. It looked um, absolutely so delicious. 
<laughs> to bring this back to the show and not just my desire for international snacks, uh, Nora and Khadija are at the No Hope Bazaar, like we said. They are buying ingredients to make mantu, which are basically Afghani dumplings with beef. And Nora's confused as to what's in them. She's not a cook, but she says she's really good at eating them. She is super confused because she says that they are potato and beef and then kind of backtracks. And so I looked it up and <laughs> Afghani Montu is no mention of potato anywhere on earth. It is um, it didn't look like either it. beef or lamb and onion. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they make theirs with potato, but I looked, I even Googled like Mantu potato and nothing came up. So she is definitely off the mark. Yeah, well, that doesn't surprise me. So the other thing that we should say about this family dinner is that everyone's nervous about this family dinner. Like they yeah. feel like suddenly Khadija has called everyone to court. Like she's suddenly she's asked for a sister dinner and everybody thinks there's some sneaky motive happening here. So Nora is, she's kind of nervous for this dinner. And we should say by everyone, we're referring to the wolf pack. And a couple and elders. The, well, which elder is nervous? Oh, I thought you meant who was in attendance. No, 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 no. I mean, in terms of people nervous about being called on the carpet, I, yeah. I think it's all the, the younger, the, all the American-born generations of sisters, the Wolfpack. True. And we learned that Nora's always in San Diego. With her lover. Who Khadijah calls her special friend. Yeah. And Nora says, yes, that's her boo. And says that she's been dating a sexy Croatian man for seven months and they show a photo, but his face is blurred. And that he's tall and he is tall in the picture that she says he's tall. And in the picture, he is very tall. Yeah. Oh, what a lovely little alarm. Sorry, everyone. That is my dryer, which was not supposed to have ended for 30 minutes and has ended now. It's um, so he, I'm wondering if the face blocking I mean, it could be one of two things. One, he doesn't want to be on camera. Or two, they have long since broken up. And he has not given permission to be on camera because of that. I'm leaning more towards two. But we shall see. After looking up some of the ladies on Instagram, I'm trying not to spoil everything. I don't know how we should handle that going forward. Um, but I feel like we're going to have to at some point. Um, but there's nothing worth spoiling right now. Yeah, Actually, I have not looked up anything on Instagram and they're not really on Twitter slash X. So I have I'm going in blind. Okay. I've only I've only spoiled one thing, so I'm I'll hold on to it. Um, but anyway, so Noor says that the sisters automatically don't like her boyfriend, and then they cut to Jamila, who says we need to get rid of him. And then Sadiqa says, in nicer words, he's a narcissistic possessive person. And then Nora in her confessional drops that she's moving in with her boyfriend in San Diego and her sisters don't know it yet. Yes, nobody knows. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. I would and, love to know where in San Diego. I'm curious about that too. Yeah. I also appreciated that Khadijah says, and you better show up early to dinner and do your part. You're not coming over just to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed that she bought a 40 pound bag of rice. And she said, Nora, you pick it up. You're stronger than me. And Nora is much stronger than her and picked it up. No problem. And did a squat with it. Yeah. yeah. It was impressive. I mean, yeah. 40 pounds isn't what I would call heavy, but I was still impressed no. by it anyway. So um, they also do a little bit of gossiping about Shakur and Josh. And they said that he hurt all of us. We're going to get a lot of that, which is why the mystery continues and we don't know what happened. No. 
And they better. I'm going to be so livid if we watch all eight or ten or however many episodes of the show there are, and they never get further into it than that. Like, I need some examples. I need to know what's going on. I think you need to buckle up for the fact that they're not going to get into it. <laughs> I'm, well, well, we'll talk about it when we get there. So then we go to La Tropezienne Bakery. Which I have all kinds of dirt on. It's permanently closed. I know that. Yes, it is permanently closed. Um, according to Reddit, a Redditor on um, April 13th of 2023 was the first to post like, oh my gosh, it's not open anymore. But if you go to their website, like it's weird. It says that it's temporarily closed if you go to their Facebook page. Um, but then if you click on the website link, like it's not an existing website anymore. Um, and it is in Fairfax and La Brea. Yeah. I looked it up too. I tried to yeah. do some more research since I'm not profiling anybody. Um, but we get this sort of weird introduction to the scene with Jamila and Hamida. And there's some weird like wall breaking happening in this episode where we're seeing production set up the scenes. I think, especially based on the scenes from the next, there's going to be a fuck ton of wall breaking in this show. But it, we didn't see it in the first episode, right? It was new nope. to this episode. New to this episode. Okay. I mean, we saw, I mean, we saw, I don't feel like this is wall breaking. We saw a lot of like producer interaction when they were doing their interviews. But I mean, that's pretty common these days on a lot of reality shows. So, right. I would say the only wall breaking we got was in the scenes from the season of people like ripping off their mic packs and stuff. But this was actually like producers were kind of like in the shots and stuff a little bit in this episode. And Hamid at one point says, like, oh, well, we're not filming yet. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of so weird. weird. Yeah, it was an odd choice. Um, so they're sitting down in this cafe and there, you know, there's this wall breaking and Hamida says, I'm not annoying. I'm funny as fuck. She's got to stop thinking she's funny. They all think they're funny. Hamida's the worst, though. I know. I don't, I don't get it. I just and I already be and they probably spent her their whole lives like laughing at every little thing she did. That's true. Oh my God. She's the baby of 10. That's what it yeah. is. Okay. Um, oh, you're so funny. You're so cute. I mean, I can see it right now. Yep. That's true. We've, we've seen that show. Um, so then they're sharing these pastries and they're oddly like finger feeding each other, which is, <laughs> I don't know why it's so weird. I love my sister. I don't think I would like romantically put pastry in her mouth. I think I would just be like, here, take a bite. Like, I don't, I don't get it. And then they talk about like, are your hands clean? I'm a germaphobe, blah, blah, blah. And Hamida has a smirk on her face this entire scene. Did you notice that? Uh, yeah, it was a little strange. And I think it almost harkens back to the like, we're not even filming it. I don't know what was going on. It was weird. I was like, is she stoned? Like, what is happening? Like, she's just, she's, she's smirking. I don't know how else to describe it. She's just making a very weird facial expression. And she's, it just seemed maybe because she's being put on the spot to now ask these questions now that the camera's on, but you're on TV. That's how it works. And she just, it didn't seem at all natural. What I was too distracted by was how stunningly beautiful um, Jamila's hair is in its natural state. And she should wear it curly all the fucking time. Like she's, it is gorgeous. She has beautiful hair. And I, even as a hairstylist, the fact that she's, and I'm going to choose to believe her, claiming that she didn't have a single product in it, was, I was dead. Like there wasn't any frizz. The curls were perfect. Like the fact that she didn't have even a little Morocco, like something, like I, I was godsmacked and she should wear it curly 90% of the time. The reason I believe her is that she tells Hamida to squeeze her hair. 
And Hamida's like, oh, wow, you're right. There's nothing crunchy or anything in there. Well, it doesn't have to be crunchy. Well, I, I know, but I'm just saying, like... Because a little plug, not not even endorsed plug in any way, shape, or form, but Davinus Moisturizing Curl Mousse is my go-to for scrunched, curly looks, and you would never know you had anything in your hair. It leaves it perfectly soft. I agree. She has beautiful hair. Rabia actually also has beautiful hair. Yeah. It's a little too long, but... Yeah, that's a reality TV thing. Kyle yeah. Richards, I blame you for this. Yeah. Um, so they're having this very bizarre smirky conversation about like the divorce and the pregnancy and harboring secrets. And they're nervous about Khadijah dinner. And Jamila, again, just doesn't want to share her pregnancy. She doesn't want to have to explain. She doesn't want to feel guilty or ashamed or let her family down. Hamida is also worried about family dinner because they're famous for people asking too many questions and prying. Um, so they, they really are acting like they're testifying for something. <laughs> And then we get more gossip about Shakur and Josh. And they said, you know, they're surprised he's coming. Him coming to Eid is one thing because that's a bigger family celebration, but dinners are for the girls. And so this is weird. Um, they talk about how there's just a lack of trust after everything that went down with him and Shakur. And then Jamila says, from a medical standpoint, I know the behavior patterns of an addict. And then she talks about how they... Mm -hmm. I cackled. I cackled. cackled. She said they lie to get out of situations or to get what they want. They you work do? at a spa, not at promises. Like, come down. Also, anybody could say that about addicts. Yeah. They lie about stuff? I'm shocked. I mean, she could maybe comment on plastic surgery addicts. Like, I would yeah. listen to her talk about that all day long. I just thought the from a medical standpoint, comma, really sent me. Yeah, it was pretty funny. You can just say I recognize the patterns of behavior in an addict. Like you don't, you don't need to talk up your med spa credentials. And then once again, they allude to some story and don't go into full detail or even have all the facts right. It seems where Josh is, I guess, out somewhere with the sisters. Okay, what were you gonna say? I wrote it down okay. because I wanted to catch the quote exactly because it's so strange. Okay. So they talk about how at this dinner, Shakur can handle her own husband and they're not going to offer him drinks. They're going to let Shakur do that. Okay. So then Hamida heard that because they, they had this weird exchange. Jamila says like, well, we had that moment, you know, and then Hamida and her confessional says she heard that Josh was drunk. She doesn't use the word drunk and went off on one of Jamila's friends quote, that he was trying to make an advance at either Shakur or another sister. So it got kind of awkward. And that again, like confusing. So where did this make no sense? Like, was this friend actually hitting on a sister? Like what, like I need all of the details and they're providing none. But also it said, she said making an advance at either Shakur or another sister. How can you make an advance at your wife? No, 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 not Josh. The friend he got in the fight with was making the advance. Okay. One of Jamila's friends heard, Josh okay, was hitting on Shakur or one of the other sisters, and he got upset and, like, you know, roided out or whatever. Okay, I'm dumb, but I'm still blaming Hamida for that because the phrasing <laughs> is so weird. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Wow. 
Yeah, I, told... I understood what she was saying. I just need the details. Like, was this at a nightclub? Was it at someone's house? Was this at her parent? Like, what the fuck? Like, what? How much had Josh had to drink? Was the other person actually hitting on someone? Like, I need all. I need all these facts. All of them. Okay. Well, I clearly didn't understand it at all, and I'm as dumb as <laughs> they are. But then they talk about how without drugs or alcohol, he's amazing and he's really calm. And alcohol changes him. You, in your medical opinion, is that what alcohol yeah. does? <laughs> And then we get the first instance of someone saying he left Shakur broken. We're going to hear that a lot. A lot. Yeah. So they were all affected and he has a lot of explaining to do. I was also very distracted during this French bakery sit down with Hamida's multiple and sundry Cartier bangle bracelets. I don't understand why this is a thing. I will never understand why it's a thing. Why people feel the need to wear like three, four or five of them. Like, what kind of fucking dumb flex? Like, I don't get it. Like, it's just a gold bangle. And I get that they're, like, thousands of dollars. But why would you want to wear... I, I, I don't know. It annoys me. It used to drive me nuts that Reza on Shaws of Sunset would wear, like, fucking ten of them. And I'm like, what dumb. Just dumb. Yeah. Wow. It's not like that pretty. No. I also can't believe I missed that story. But Hamida confuses me, I will say. Maybe I can speak her language because she's one of my people. What does that mean? She's a homosexual. Oh, uh, allegedly bisexual. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wow, I'm really I'm off the I'm off the map today. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I mean she's allegedly bisexual, but we'll talk about later about my theories on that. I was like, I thought she was a therapist. Like, I was... <laughs> did I mention that I work a full day and then I immediately log on to do this podcast, guys? <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. So then we go to Khadijah's house just for a brief scene with her and her husband, Kais. They've been married for 18 years. They have two children. And this is where we learn that he's a family attorney who is handling Josh and Shakur's divorce. Well, first, we need to mention their children's names, which are Zorina, which I think is a very pretty name, yeah. and Zenith, which you are all probably too young, most of you, to know this, but it's the name of a TV. Like they use Zenith is a company that used to make TVs. So I don't know why you would name your child that. I mean, I guess it's because you want him to be like the top and the best and whatever, but reach the pinnacle. But still, I thought it was an interesting choice for a name. Yeah. I mean, it didn't surprise reality, name, reality TV kid names. Like I don't name I it Samsung like... or LG. <laughs> no, I feel like everybody names their son Cruz with a Z. Well, how very Brittany and Jax of you. No, everybody. I yeah. feel like there are a bunch. Um, so Kais is handling Josh and Shakur's divorce or their non-divorce because. Well, yeah, because he says that Shakur is calling off the divorce. Which I don't know what there is to call off. Like if the papers haven't been filed yet, like. I mean, unless she's calling, I'm, I don't know LA divorce law, so I don't know if you have to be, um, uh, if you have to be legally separated, I'm assuming you do. So maybe they were with, just withdrawing the separation. I mean, most of the people I know who've been divorced have gotten divorced in um, Maryland. And I know in Maryland, you have to be legally separated for a year before you can even get divorced. So maybe he just meant he was withdrawing the legal separation petition. I don't, who knows? I sort of took it as that Shakur's leaving him on the hook a little bit too. Like she sort of pressed pause, but she didn't say 
I'm not going to go through with it. Like, I, don't, I didn't know what to think about this conversation. So he sort of said, like, well, they're looking to reconcile now. But it had like an ellipsis at the end. But like, I mean, it's there's nothing. I feel like there's nothing to withdraw. You're either going to go yeah. with it and continue getting divorced or you just stop in your tracks. Like, I was confused as to what had to be withdraw with withdrew. Yeah. And then I found this conversation sort of awkward, too, because attorney client privilege exists. <laughs> Yeah. And I realize Khadijah's his wife, but Khadijah says, like, you need to you need to tell her like what to do. And he said, professionally, I do what she tells me. You know, like he is paid for a service and he does what his client asks of him. And so then we learn more about how Josh broke everybody's hearts and Shakur didn't eat. She didn't sleep. She was depleted. And Khadijah is crying and she wants Josh to atone and she wonders how he can prove himself. Yep. And again, we have no idea what he did. No context. None. And then we get a montage, which I didn't really take notes on because it didn't serve much purpose. But um, Jamila was back at the med spa. I saw that. I didn't even pay like I mean it was a quick little run through and there was nothing worth paying attention to. Right. Because and what's coming up next is very much worth paying attention to. Then we join Hamida again with her friend, Amy. Mm -hmm. And Amy is full on giving you New Mexico. Well, she says she's bisexual, but I, to me, she was look, I mean, she is bisexual, but to me in her looks department, she was giving you full on New Mexico lesbian chic. She's wearing turquoise jewelry <laughs> she and is. like a cowboy hat, adjacent hat and a kerchief. And she looks like she just rode in on a horse through the dusty plains. I, it was hilarious. Uh, in my notes, I called her Paul Hogan. I realize it's a little off because Crocodile Dundee doesn't wear turquoise, but something about the like choker with the hat. She yeah, was, she was giving it. me Crocodile Dundee for sure. But also, in addition to the chunky turquoise jewelry on her like rings, she also I think had like a fancy Rolex and some like Cartier bracelets herself. So she definitely is like a high end. Mm -hmm. Bisexual Chanteuse from uh, New Mexico or Arizona. At least that's where she looked like where she's from. And didn't she say she was in San Francisco? Didn't they say Bay Area? I, I thought she said like I thought oh, so she was visiting it. LA. Yeah, that's weird then because they're like an item. Are they? Well, for the show, they're an item. Um, and we find out, and this is where I also get very confused: is that Hamida met Amy through Sadika. Yeah. And they vibe because, and she doesn't say that Amy's bi, but she does say that Amy has been with both men and women. So I don't know if that means Amy is bi or if Amy like had previously been with men and is now with women or if she is in a gray area and, you know, who knows? Maybe she's pansexual. Yeah. Um, and the scene is just sort of awkward though. Like she admits that she has feelings for Amy and she thinks that Amy's super cool. But she can't admit it, even in her confessionals. Producers push her to say she has a crush on Amy. And it's hard for her to say. And she said, it's such a sinful thing. It's not acceptable in her culture. Yeah, I mean, Hamida has a lot of internalized homophobia. Yes. Or biphobia. And Amy says that, you know, maybe she needs this new chapter just to explore. And then we also, Amy discloses that she was in Afghanistan at the end of her last deployment. So she was military at some point. Yeah. Or maybe still is. 
But it's funny though, because I thought that at first too. But then the way she was presenting herself and her jewelry and stuff, she seemed to be a wealthy woman to me. Um, I wonder if maybe she's like State Department or something, because they office a deployment. Yeah, or may maybe she's like Doctors Without Borders or whatever, but I don't know. I it stuck out to me too. Um, and then Hamida says, even though her sisters are westernized and open-minded, she doesn't know how they're going to react. And I really appreciated Amy's response. And she said, but you can't live a double life. You have to be true to Hamida. Um, and then, you know, Hamida already feels like she's living two lives and, you know, she's hiding something so big. I, I get him. I mean, and I, I understand that it is a cultural thing, but it's really hard for me to watch this. I get being afraid to tell things to your parents, but this being afraid to tell things to your siblings too is very confusing to me because I am the oldest of five. I mean, technically I'm one of seven if you count my two stepsisters and I would never give a fuck about like, I would just like, whatever, this is me with my siblings, like all of us. It's like, we do what we do. I mean, so it's very confusing to me, like how beholden, these women are to each other and how afraid of each other they are and afraid of upsetting each other. Like I have not been around many families with that dynamic. So it, to me, it's, it's interesting to watch. Yeah. And I have two gay sisters and they came out very differently. And I still remember when one sort of, you know, had more to say about it and sort of had a grander coming out. She like took me out for coffee when I was in high school and, you know, sort of had a speech prepared and wanted me to know all these things. And I was like, so honey, what you're telling me is that you're just sexual and you just, you're sexual with everyone. And she was, and she just like laughed and she said, I guess so. I was like, okay. Well, yeah. and how old was she? 19, 20. See, and that's what I mean. Like I can yeah. understand these feelings from all, I mean, not just, just Hamida, but like, um, with Jamila and all of that, like all of these secrets, they're all hiding. I don't get it. Like you're all fully adults like we're not talking about like teens late teens even early 20s like you guys are fully adults career women with your own lives like you should not be afraid of your siblings like this is weird i mean i the one thing that i will say is that like s families of sisters are like super judgy like there is a lot of that like woman versus woman judgment but even in a familial context so there is some of that but i agree that because they are so westernized and it seems like they each sort of have a secret that technically doesn't go with the culture, at least as they were raised in. Yeah. I don't understand why one is any worse or more shameful or scary than the other, I guess. Yeah. That's what I'm saying too. Like I understand, yeah. like I'm not saying I don't understand the sisters being upset about it or saying things about it, but I don't understand why they would care. Like I would not give two fucks if one of my siblings were like, Hey, I don't like that you're doing X, Y, Z. I'd be like, whatever. Sorry for you. Don't like it. Still going to do it. Like, I, like that's, yeah. what I, that's the part I don't understand. But they did the same thing to Jamila last episode when they were saying like, well, we don't want you to be shunned. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Like, I understand being shunned by the wider Afghan community, perhaps, like in their house of worship or whatever. But I don't understand being shunned in your own family. And I also don't understand as an adult why you would give a fuck. Like, if you are truly as close, like, I wouldn't want to be friends with someone or be close with a family member who shun, would want to shun me. I'd be like, whatever, peace out, shun away. Yeah, and I, I wonder if it's actually, like, fear of their mother. 
Like they don't, they don't want to be sided with the sister who has done this like quote unquote horrible thing, you know? But again, it's 10 to one. I know. You guys have the numbers on your side. That's true. No, I mean, it's kind of sad though that they're, they all feel this nervousness about what they're holding. Like it actually is kind of sad. Oh yeah. And I'm not discounting the fact that they're ner- like, I, it's just foreign to me. Like I, it's, it's incomprehensible to me. And I do feel bad for them because I don't, I yeah. don't think anyone should have to live that way. No. Mm-mm. And we kind of find out later that they don't really need to be living that way. Right. At least some of them. Yeah. That's but true. that's coming up. Yeah. So then we finally get to Khadijah's house for, you know, sister dinner and it's sort of broken up into several scenes. A lot of them, actually. Um, God, the show's so long. I have so many notes. Um, so they're making the mantu, and it feels like home, and Nora's not the best cook. She says her go-to is noodles. And Kais shows her, breezes through the kitchen, and shows her how to roll a dumpling in, like, five seconds. And he's he says, good. Yeah, he is good. It was good. Yep. Um, and then who asks Sadika asks for gloves or does Noor ask for gloves to protect her French manicure from the. Oh shoot. I didn't take notes on that part. I can't remember which one it was, but one of them asked for gloves because she doesn't want the cumin to ruin her nails. Yeah. And the other one says cumin. And then I can't remember. Was it Khadija who was like, no, 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 no. It's turmeric. Like, yeah, definitely do not know how to cook. Like this is crazy. Yeah. Human doesn't die anything. Um, so then they start talking about each other's clothes and the way that they're dressed. And they look at Sadika and like, why is your top so low? And she's wearing like a bodysuit that kind of has a square neck, but then it has a pretty deep slit from the neckline, like between her boobs. Uh, but I will give her credit for this. It did have a deep slit, but it wasn't split. Like yeah. the slit was maybe like an eighth of an inch. Oh, like, I mean, I wasn't seeing anything. I wasn't even seeing like cleavage, like in between like her, I mean... Right. But then she says, I can see, I didn't write the word down. Did you? What word? Oh, no, it was, I, I know it translated to headlights or eyes, eyes. It was, it was the lower, it was the eyes. lower eyes, lower eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It basically says like, I can see your nipples, put a bra on. Um, they say like, you're lucky that mom isn't here. And then she points to Khadijah points to Nora and says, and you've got holes in your jeans. And so then Noor has a like flannel shirt tied around her waist and she takes it off. And you see that she does not only have holes in her jeans, her jeans are cut to the point where it looks like she's wearing denim underwear and it's like exposing her hip bones and a good part of her thigh that we couldn't That's see before. On panty. Like yeah. I saw Like if she wasn't wearing panties, I would have gotten full badge, like full badge. Yeah. Like, it was ripped almost all the way up to the waistband of the jean. Yeah. And I would say the hole was probably the size of a bowling ball, like uh, at least the size of a bowling ball. Yeah. Like it, it was scandalous. I was scandalized. No, it, yes. It was, it looked like denim underwear with like chaps that started again at her knees. It was weird. Um, and she was and then, in pink cotton panties. And I thought, and a thong, actually, I think it was a thong, like a white and pink cotton thong. Yeah. And then, but I thought it was funny that she responds to Khadijah, but she, she says, fine, I'll put the pocket back. And she puts her hand in the pocket. So then you see the flash of like the white pocket instead of her leg. <laughs> that was kind of funny. It was funny. Um, so then they tell Hamida to bring booze. Hamida's not there yet. And they say, like, you need to bring booze. And Khadijah doesn't have alcohol in the house. 
And so they drink it out of coffee mugs while they're well, at her I'm house. assuming, and they sort of cover this a little bit later, that some of them are very, um, I don't know, is orthodox the word you would use? But more strict Muslims and don't drink. And then the younger American ones, and maybe I think a couple of the older sisters too, do, you know, they, they're only, you know, kind of like when people say they're Jewish, like they're a little Jewish. Um, I think that they're Muslim-ish, like they you know, follow the holidays and stuff, but don't really necessarily follow a lot of the strict teachings 365 days a year. Yeah, they talk about that later. Yeah. Um, so then we learn, they go outside and they're like having snacks or whatever and catching up. And we learn that the oldest sister, Shaista, um, has a restaurant. Or Shasta, like the cola. I, I know, me too. <laughs> it's really hard not to. I know. And she has a restaurant called Golnaz of Pakistan, is the Golnaz name of the restaurant. Cuisine of Pakistan. Of Thank Pakistan. you. Um, and Gol is their mother's name, and Naz means love. And this restaurant, did you look it up? Oh, I sure did. Would you like to let the people know where it is? It is in Colton, California, which is in San Bernardino. I not only looked it up, but I did Google mapped how far to, to, from LA. It's 58 miles. It's and far. without traffic, it's like an hour and 16 minutes. Yeah. It's far. It's closer far. to Lake Arrowhead than it is Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. But it has great reviews. Oh, yeah. The reviews oh, are great. People love it. Like, yeah. it's got very good reviews. Um, and do we think she's married to a Pakistani man? I don't know. Actually, because it's weird that it wouldn't be of Afghanistan or of, I mean, like here in DC, we used to have the Afghan grill. We had tons of Afghan restaurants. So I don't know why it wouldn't have just been like an Afghani restaurant and said it's a Pakistani restaurant, which I thought was interesting. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, but we also learned more about the first sister and that when she came to the United States, you know, she was a refugee who couldn't speak English. Holy and fuck. She's got, this is interesting. You guys, she was, she's so accomplished. What did they yeah. say? She finished high school at 16 and college at 19. Yeah. She arrived at, in, she arrived in America at 12, not speaking a word of English, graduated high school at 16 and college at 19. Yeah. And now she owns this business. And which she's and it's interesting because they say she started they they kind of said I think they said she started it by herself so I guess maybe not with a husband which is the Pakistani thing still confuses me but the restaurant has been there for twenty years and this is where I get confused because if she stopped college she finished college at nineteen she's in her fifties right I would think so because she was born before they moved so I want to know what happened between when she graduated from college and when she opened this restaurant. Because she was doing something for like 10 years before this restaurant opened, if okay. not more. Okay. Anyway, she sounds like a boss. Yeah, big um, time. But of course, they talk about how the restaurant business is miserable. <laughs> we know some things about that. We know some people who know things about that. Um, and they all really need to help her, they say. And I'm assuming that they're, if this was filmed last year, they're probably talking about some fallout from COVID social distancing, people being out with COVID. It was a particularly miserable time in the restaurant industry, as I'm sure everybody knows. Yeah. Many industries. Um, but so they start talking about how they all need to step up and help her where they can. And then Khadijah immediately says, well, Noor is the only one who hasn't helped out. So shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> girl dinner. <laughs> and they call her out and they say, well, that's because you've been in San Diego with your boyfriend. And she says that, like, I don't have the luxury of free time. It's like, oh, okay, Nora. All right. I wasn't aware that you were vice president of the United States, but sure. And she says that she's not going to feel guilty. 
And they said, but you should, we have to help out our older sister. And Noor's defense is, I don't have expectations of what you do with your time. Don't have expectations of me. Um, I was very much team Nora on this. I'm not surprised. <laughs> very much. I mean, I, if the restaurant was down the street, sure. But to drive like probably three hours round trip total to go help out at this restaurant in a strip mall in the middle of the night, like I'm with her. Um, well, also coming from San Diego, what is that? Like five hours? <laughs> Like uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. So what where I came back to Noor's side though is that she says, Well, I've spoken to Shaista about this and we're good. Yeah. Like she's helping her in other ways. She's being supportive at least if she's not there. Yeah. So she Nora's like, you can all leave it out then. And do we also truly believe that all eight of the rest of them? with their fancy clothes and their plastic surgery and their mansions are taking time out of their busy lives to drive into the middle of nowhere in Eastern California to help out at a restaurant, a strip mall. I don't know whether it meant helping at the restaurant or contributing financially to the restaurant's security, or I don't know what it meant. I took it to mean you need to get your ass to that restaurant and like help cook and serve or whatever. It had that tone, but I I think I just assumed that wasn't it because I couldn't picture any of them doing that. Well, me neither. And that's why I'm confused because I don't think Nora would have any problem cutting a check. I, don't know. I think they meant actually go to the restaurant and work there. Maybe they used to. They're all acting like they're doing it now. I don't like, I don't know. I don't believe I, I think that it, it here's my thought on the matter. I have one too. I think that this whole conversation was a bullshit setup trope that doesn't exist to get the restaurant on TV and Correct. get it more business. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. I mean, and I hope it worked. I mean, again, the reviews are great. The food looks good. I hope that people are piling in because of the show. I kind of doubt it because I don't know how popular the show was, but, but I mean, I think all of this was bullshit. I don't, I don't yeah. see any of them going out there to help. I think this is just to get the restaurant on TV. Yep. Pretty much. And as this fight about the restaurant is going on, um, Shakur says in her confessional that she's nervous for Josh to show up and be the next sacrificial lamb. Um, so then Hamida oddly goes to the kitchen to get more wine for her coffee mug, I guess, and oddly asks Jamila to come with her and sort of checks in on Jamila and if she's going to say anything about her pregnancy at dinner. And Jamila's like, hell no, I'm not. I'm, mm -mm, I'm not going to do it. And then Hamida again fears the rift that it might cause between Jamila and the elders. So she's she's worried about it. Um, so then when they get back to the table, we see this really weird shot of them dancing before dinner, like in yeah, between snacks and dinner. Yeah, I mean, okay. Um, and then, you know, Khadijah admits that she worries about the wolf pack and she refers to herself as the oldest, but she's not. I think that in her mind, yeah, she considers herself the oldest of the wolf. I, it's weird. I don't know. Well, because there's a whole other sister below her that's not part of yeah. the wolf. Pack, so I don't know. I thought it was weird. Yeah, it was. And so then they have this conversation about like who's going to fast for Ramadan and who's not. Okay. This is where my head exploded. Yeah. And I did a whole bunch of research about this. Okay. And I like fully went full on that meme of Claire Danes with like all of the math equations behind her because Eid is the end, end of, Ramadan. of Ramadan. 
Yeah. So the first episode was Eid. And now they're saying who's going to fast for Ramadan. So was this filmed before the first episode? And this is what I learned. About, so there's two Eids. Oh. There's Eid al-Fitr, F-I-T-R. And I'm totally going to get all of these pronunciations wrong. So please bear with me. And that's the one that's after Ramadan. And there is also Eid al-Hadha, which is A-D-H-A. And I thought maybe there was something like, um, like I thought maybe there was an Eid before Ramadan and that's what we saw. But yeah. no, that yeah. Eid actually takes, it's called the Feast of Sacrifice. And it takes place, place, place two months after the first Eid. And it lasts for four days. So all whatever Eid they were celebrating had to be well after Ramadan. And in 2022, Ramadan was from Friday, April 1st to Sunday, May 1st. Eid number one was Monday, May 2nd. And so Eid kind of works almost like the Jewish holidays in the sense that like it starts at sundown, I believe, because it said it starts on Sunday night, May 1st, and then really is May 2nd. So I think they celebrate like from the evening into the next day. So because theirs was during the day, it had to be May 2nd. Now Eid al-Hadah, this year, the one that takes place after, was July 8th into July 9th of 2022. So this timeline has me all kinds of fucked. Like, I don't understand. Well, I mean, I I respect your research. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but they even said in the first episode, Jamila said, we're celebrating the end of Ramadan. Like she said, Eid is the end of Ramadan at the end no, of the no, episode. No, but I just thought maybe like, but, but I mean... I'm sure that they can think, oh, I'm sure there are a bunch of people, like most Americans are probably fairly ignorant about like when these holidays fall and whatever. But I would guess there are going to be Muslim people watching this. And like, do they all think we're fucking stupid? Like, I don't, like, I mean, I know reality shows have inconsistencies timeline wise, but this makes no sense because they were so cold to Josh at Eid. And now they have this dinner and kind of come around. Like, I'm very confused. Yeah. Were they talking about the next Ramadan? In a year? I don't know. I don't know. Because they have this conversation about like Ramadan Muslims. So they're Muslims who are, you know, more modern, less traditional, but they still celebrate like big holidays. And so Khadija says to Sadiqa, I'd rather you be a Ramadan Muslim than not practice any religion. And then and they have a question about like, like Christians who only go to church on Easter and Christmas and that's it. I mean, same thing. I mean, every religion has it. And I think yeah. more people celebrate that way than not or, or practice that way than not. Yeah. And then they have this quite like weird conversation about like, do you feel like who you date influences whether or not you're a good Muslim? They say 100%. Um, and then it just turns into this like finger pointing session of like, who are you dating? Who are you dating? Um, Sadiqa's dating three people, she says. Yep. Noor says that she's been seeing someone for seven months. Hamida cuts her off and says six. And Noor corrects her and says seven. And but I'm wondering if that what I wonder if they broke up at one point for like a mm -hmm. month. And that's why Hamida was saying that. Mm -hmm. And Noor admits that they have talked about marriage and that he asked her to move in. She does not disclose to her sisters that she has already agreed to move in. She just no. says she was asked. She does not. Yes. Um, and is it Hamida who says that she has something to say all of a sudden? 
No, they, um, I believe that it was Khadija is like, what about the rest of you? And Jamila starts to pipe up. Yeah. I believe say that she was pregnant and Hamida totally throws herself on the bomb. Yes. And says that she is dating a woman. Yeah. It was because when Noor said she was asked to move in, someone said, you're not pregnant, are you? Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. My notes threw me. So. Anyway, they turn attention to Jamila, and then Hamida steps up and says, I'm dating a woman. <laughs> yep. Um, so then, of course, there are some surprised reactions in the group to this news. Someone says, shut the front door. I think it's Khadija. And then we see Halima, sister number two. This is where I gasped. I was like, wait, who's that? We haven't seen her. But she has, like, one piece of dialogue, so all of a sudden we see her. And... So then Jamila's relieved because she feels like Hamida took a bullet for her is what she says. Also, you don't have to say anything you don't want to say. Yeah. When your sisters point a finger at you, just say, I'm dating around too, just like Sadiqa. Well, I think the issue here is with Jamila and the, well, there's multiple reasons that she probably feels like she needs to come forward with this. One, she's going to start showing soon and they're going to know. Two, there is no, I mean, enough sisters know at this point that it's someone's going to blab and it's going to be a thousand times worse if it's, if they hear from someone else than from her. So I think that's why she feels the pressure. Um, but during the course of the whole, I'm dating a woman conversation, this is where Nor is fully on my side mm-hmm. and basically says, cause they say like, oh, cause, cause secure, secure, um, says oh you you Camila, you do this thing where like you 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 fall in love with a guy or you get a guy interested in you and as soon as he's interested and like you can get him what you want him you drop him and you get bored she's like this i'm sure this is the same thing and then Norin confessional says well maybe that's because of our beliefs and you know way of life in our culture like that suppresses and isn't okay with homosexuality that maybe it, men weren't right for her and maybe with the woman, she was so like, she's on my side thinking that it's possible that she's actually a lesbian and not bisexual. Not that it matters either way around, but that's just my theory. Yeah. And then Halima, the sister number two, who we don't really see, she says, I want to meet her. Queen of this episode. I yeah. was thrilled because she is sister number two. And I was really upset with the way Khadija yeah. and Shakur reacted. Yeah. yeah, Both of them. were. It was not okay. Both of their reactions were not okay. But especially Khadija's. Khadija's was really bad. So I was really excited Shakur that tried an to older walk sister it, Shakur tried to walk it back and she said, it's just a shock. We've never heard this come out of your mouth before. But her reaction wasn't great. Khadija's was bad because was after bad. Halima said, I want to meet her, meaning Amy, Khadija said, there's nothing to meet. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. And I like Khadija and are like, and it bothered me. Also, this is where Shakur was even like diving deeper into her. I want to be a Kardashian fantasy by wearing boxer braids to this. We forgot uh, to discuss. We forgot to discuss that. (laughs) That's, I think it was in my notes earlier in all caps, but we were just keeping it moving. She's like fully, I mean, she looks like she's fully trying to be Kim or Chloe. I was like, okay, whatever. Well, I'm curious what your take on Noor and like the final scene is too. But we'll get there. So, um, oh yes, well, I have a lot of notes to that when we get there. I do have. A lot of why do we that. have so many notes about these people? <laughs> <laughs> there are too many people, you guys. Yeah. This is so bad. It's so bad. So then Josh arrives to girl dinner, and he has a seat. And so, you know, they sort of like they immediately just go to town. They're like, okay, what do you guys? What do you guys want to say? 
And so Shakur says, you know, Josh and I are back together. So out with it, say what you want to say. And then we get a lot of, I've never seen her, my sister in such a dark place. You put her through some shit. You fucking hurt her. I hadn't seen her smile or laugh or be happy since everything went down with you. She gave you everything. You crushed her spirit and her faith. You were selfish. Everyone is crying. And trust has to be earned. There's no guarantee you won't fall back. They don't want her hurt again. And then somebody says, if she falls again, she won't get back up. Um, I was very distracted by this whole scene because I was feeling for Khadijah's beautiful cloth napkins because <laughs> these women were crying. Mirroring eye makeup all over them. Their <laughs> eyeliner, black <laughs> eyeliner, all over these beautiful, like white and turquoisey blue. They looked very expensive cloth napkins. I was just, I was very traumatized for the napkins. Yeah. Um, but what I appreciated about Josh and Shakur in this scene is that they took all these comments really well. And Shakur said, like, I'm actually really comforted by what my sisters said, you know, like they were very supportive of me. And Josh says that he admits that he made horrible mistakes. All he wants to do is try to earn their trust back. And he says that, you know, you guys are lucky to have the most beautiful and forgiving sister. And I'm indebted to her for the rest of my life. And we learned that they're both in therapy. They're not in couples therapy, but they're in individual therapy. And they, they, they're all like, oh, well, you should go to couples. It's like, yeah, okay, well, well it, there should be a lot of therapy. I mean, I'm sure that he's been in therapy since the rehab thing. Yeah, but um, also like they just own that they are both in therapy. They're working through some stuff. Like everybody piped down. Okay. What um, I loved was I, so I watched this. I don't usually watch things with the captions on, but I watched this with the captions on because I want to get the right mm -hmm. spellings of any like foreign words and all those things. And there was a really funny closed captioning mistake for this one. Um, and I can't remember which sister said it, but one of them said, it's not just Shakur when they were talking about who he hurt. Yeah. In the captions, it said, it's not just your core. <laughs> like, why are you are space C-O-R-E? <laughs> Mine are actually pretty good, but I don't, I don't think I saw that one. That was, was the only one that I noticed, but I thought it I was, was probably funny. too busy taking notes like a fiend because <laughs> she was so long. Um, but I appreciated that Josh was also crying with the sisters and clearly like was, you know, he was participating in this conversation with them and they all sort of have this nice moment at the end of girl dinner. And they say, well, let's focus on building you two up and, you know, getting you out of this and moving forward from here on out. I, now that I'm thinking about it, do you think maybe this was, oh no, it couldn't have been filmed way, 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 way after Eid because Jamila would have been showing. Right. Okay. Never mind. Theory out the window. Forget it. Yeah. Um, all right. So in our final scene, <laughs> I'm done watching Hamida do novelty exercises. I'm um, done. Well, you guys, I have a very big confession to make. So this scene, they go to the beach and they take a hula hooping exercise class. Um, I'm here for her thing for niche exercise classes because I think they're fun. But I am today years old when I realized that hula hoops are called that because of the Hawaiian hula dance. Okay, well, I had my bad moment earlier, so I knew that. I had no idea, no clue, not a clue. I mean, it's not like they say it in the show, but it literally, I was like, oh, I was like, that's why they're called that. I did not realize that hula hoops were in any way associated with hula dancing. Not at all, not until today. <laughs> all right, I feel better about not understanding what you should, Amita said. You should, because I felt real fucking stupid. 
Oh, I just have a thing against hula hooping because it became like a weird phenomenon at my college, my senior year, and people would just be hula hooping on the quad. And I was too busy smoking cigarettes and hating everyone. I could not get on board. <laughs> um, I used to have a really obnoxious, large scorpion necklace that was heavy and metal and it hung down pretty far on my chest. And I used to like to go out to bars and hula hoop it around my neck. <laughs> Uh, I wish there was evidence of that somewhere. There probably just, is. Probably is. There probably is. That was a very long time ago. Yeah. So we should also mention that so Sadika, Noor, and Hamida are the ones hula hooping. Yes. And you know, my note says novelty workout hour. Um, so they can go longer because they're jokes like sex jokes, like, you know, Noor's the best at it because she's the only one who's getting some, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so Sadika says that the family's overdue for another grandkid in the family. Well, this is well, first they finish the class and then they go to sit down. And when they went yeah. to sit down is when I noticed Hamida's butt. Yeah. It is very square. I noticed it last episode when she was doing aerial yoga. Like it's an interesting, like, it, like it, the shape is, does not seem natural. It's not so much that it's big. But it like in, in fact on 90 Day Fiance, Jasmine and Jasmine of Gino fame, she just had a BBL, and hers also is kind of weirdly boxy looking from certain angles, and that's why I think Kamita may have had a BBL. I mean, not that it matters. Uh, okay, I don't know that much about that procedure, and I hate that I suggested that right off the bat, but I've just heard that it's like really painful, or, or I read that. Well, and also there. incredibly dangerous, apparently. Yeah, like it's. I think it has like the highest fatality rate of like any plastic surgery, which is terrifying. And it's your ass. Like, I don't make that association at all. But yeah. yeah. And okay. Um, so Sadika's talking about how the family needs another grandkid. And she said that she would be up to having a family on her own with a sperm donor someday. Um, yeah. Which is, and see, that's what I mean. Like, it's fascinating to me that Jamila is like freaking the fuck out about getting pregnant. But Sadika is literally like, ah, it's not normal in our culture, but like if I want to have a kid, like I may very well do it. She said, it's unheard of, but I don't care. Yeah. I know. It's very strange. I so mean, then maybe she thinks that her sister, older sisters would see it as like, quote unquote, less shameful to be, have in vitro infertilization than to like be having sex outside of marriage and randomly get knocked up. I don't. And that's the other thing. These sisters are definitely fine with them having sex outside of marriage. They must know they all be having it. So, like, that's okay. But if you fuck up and accidentally get pregnant, that's where we draw the line. Like, is it because Jamila's still married? Is she? Oh, that's right. She's still married. I kind of conveniently forgot that part. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, it is. I don't. I don't understand where the boundaries are. You're. You're not wrong about that. They are confusing. Um. So then they start to push Hamida on this relationship with the woman. And Hamida is very quick to say that it's not a relationship. She's cool and we get each other. And then they start asking if they're physically attracted to her. And she says, yeah, she's pretty. And then is it Noor who says, have you slept together? And Hamida says, we do stuff. I thought it was Sadika that said it. And then Noor said, she says, we do stuff. And I think Noor said, do you kiss or have you kissed? Yeah. Oh, no, she said, she said, no, we've kissed. And then Nora said, that's it. And then she says, we do stuff. I believe that's how it went down. Okay. Um, and I 
written my notes, but that Hamida Hamida is a hundred percent getting her bean flicked by Amy. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, but then she also says that Khadija's reaction really hurt her, and that's why she hasn't wanted to tell everybody, which is understandable. But then in her confessional again, she's crying and it says she says that it made her feel flawed that she feels this way. Like that she has feelings for a woman and it makes her feel less than, basically. She said something during this confessional that like caught me to my core and made me feel so horrible for her. She said, I'm hurt that I hurt my sister. And that yeah. made me just want to throw things at the TV. Like you are upset that by being your honest and true self, which there's nothing wrong with it, yeah. that you've hurt your sister. Like, fuck that noise. Like, you should be upset that your sister can't accept who you are. Like, I, it just really, I mean, and it's come from a therapist? Like, she's a fucking therapist. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, there's so much to unpack there. Yeah, I will not defend Khadijah's reaction to this, but I will say, I think Hamida is also struggling with who she is in this definition of herself. We've seen her call it sinful and all this sort of stuff. And I think she's wrestling with that. Well, 100%. I mean, she is steeped in internalized homophobia. Like, she, like, yeah. bathes in it nightly. Yeah. Um, I will say that I did notice this episode that she, ex at least in this episode anyway, exclusively wears leggings or pants. And I wonder if that's because she's afraid that at any given moment if she was wearing a skirt that a giant turquoise ring would fall out. <laughs> Amy had plenty to spare, so. I'm sure there's a couple up there. Oh, my God, stop. So then we learned that Noor does not trust Sadika. Sadika, she's been burned by Sadika in the past. She has a big mouth and Noor doesn't trust her. And we, in episode one, it was established apparently that Sadika is the blabbermouth of the family. That's why they call her Lucy. Lucy. Yes. My dog's scratching. And Sadika hates that term she doesn't she doesn't think it describes her um well, no blabbermouth likes to be called a blabbermouth but that doesn't mean you're not a blabbermouth right so then they talk about how you know nor in this moving in business and hamida is sad because she feels like her partner in crime is gone well and also they the other thing and i think that this is true was like when they get down to brass tacks about it is hamida and sadiqa think that the real problem is that Nora is hiding her true self when she's with her boyfriend. That she's not being her true and honest self when she's with him. Yes. And, and that's then, the issue. Yes. And then Nora kind of closes out the scene by saying that she hasn't told her sisters that she's moving in because she doesn't want to tell them it was his idea and that it might be the only way to save their relationship. So it that sounds like... That is when I fell off the fucking couch. He clearly gave her an ultimatum to move in or to move to San Diego. Or things aren't like they're fighting a lot. And it's, oh, because we're not spending enough time together. Stop it. All people of Earth, please stop thinking that taking your relationship to the next level is going to fix the problems you're currently having because it's just going to make them worse. And this is true of moving in. This is true of getting married. This is true of having a baby. It's true of all of it. So people of Earth, Stop it. One hundred percent. But that's it. That's the end of the episode. Yes. And then we get some scenes from the next and we get the, I, it seems like the pregnancy reveal is slowly eking its way through more sisters. Um, we get some noir 
boyfriend drama. It looks like there was a fight at a conference or something. Um, and then this is where I think we're going to get a fuck ton of third wall breaking. I have a note about this also. So, so it's Rabia debacle about the show is what I have in my notes. So Rabia and Shakur are fighting about the show that they are filming and that we are watching. Yeah. So there's a lot of she said, she said. And then I saw in the credits, Shakur's a consulting producer on this show. Yeah. It's her show. Yeah. So she's we're gonna the get one that conceived it. Yeah. We're going to get some real wall breaking. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready too. I think it'll be good. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see where we go with episode three. I hope it goes by a little faster now that we're getting more familiar with the sisters. I think that after we watch the final episode, um, we're going to have to do some kind of like flashcard face pictures of the sisters and see if we can name all of them by face. I don't know if I'm able to do it. I don't know if I'm able to do it, but I think that would be a fun way to do the final episode. I should send you Instagrams screenshots without the names attached and you should have to guess who they are. It's <laughs> good. That's really good. That's really good. Or we could just meet in person and like make flashcards and have the names on the back and we can each take a turn and see who, who does well and who doesn't. But I, I'm not going to do I'm, I'm totally, this sounds like the highlight of this series. Let's do it. Um, and also for all of you out there, you should be listening to this very close to Halloween. So I hope all of you have a safe and happy Halloween. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at franklymarebee at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareBee. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>